Brewers Daily with Jason Mertides. How about an eight-game winning streak edition of Flyers Daily? Let's go. That's right, it is your Friday, the 5th of March edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Oh, what another great night for the Flyers. Back-to-back wins, both Metropolitan Division opponents. They get the win Wednesday over the Washington Capitals to pull within a point of the Caps. Then they get the Carolina Hurricanes back on the home ice, and they get a 4-1 win. Carter Hart has won 15 of his last 16 games at the Wells Fargo Center. Elaine Vigneault pushing all the right buttons, starting Brian Elliott in D.C. Got a great goaltending performance out of him there. And Carter Hart back home against the Carolina Hurricanes in a game that the Flyers really just took over in the second period. They came out of the first period uh, up one to nothing on an Ivan Provorov goal, his 13th of the season. Provorov, by the way, goals in each of the two games. Scored the uh, goal on Wednesday night against the Caps and then scored the opening goal of this game late in the first period at 18-23. Lawton and Derek Grant with the assist. More on Derek Grant in a moment. Then in the second period, a great play by uh, Tyler Pitlick to set up Michael Raffle, who goes in and goes uh, bar down over the blocker of Nedeljkovic and puts the Flyers up 2-0. Scott Lawton with an assist there as well. More on him in a moment. He's been playing unbelievable hockey. And then in the third period, uh, 2.55 in, uh, the Canes made it a game, got within one when Justin Williams picked up his fourth of the season. But then the Flyers, just a couple minutes later, 4.28 and then 4.54, scored two goals in short order. Nicholas Albe-Kubel, actually a really smart play by Albe-Kubel because uh, it's a horrible, hideous turnover from a, a Carolina Hurricane defenseman uh, kind of behind the net by the crease. And uh, Nate Thompson gets the puck, takes one shot at it, then gathers, and then is able to get it over to Albe Kubel, who battles almost to, to the corner. But what he does, he knows Nedeljkovic is way out of position, tied in knots, and spinning in the crease as this breakdown happens. So what does he do? He throws it right at the goaltender, deflects it right off him into the net. Flyers get the two-goal lead once again. Nate Thompson picks up his first point as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers with the assist there. And then just about uh, less than uh, 25 seconds later, Sean Couturier on great passing from Jake Voracek and Claude Giroux. Uh, Potts his 22nd of the season. That was the fourth goal for the Flyers. They end up winning the game 4-1. to one. Scott Lawton to assist on the night. Ivan Provorov another goal. Albe Kubel with another big goal. Uh, Flyers outshoot Carolina 32-29. to 28 saves for Carter Hart. And you just cannot say enough. God, there's so many guys you can't. There's You can say that about. You can't say that enough about so-and-so. And, and Carter Hart's one of those guys. I mean, his... His abilities are so good. I mean, I was talking to him tonight after the game and just talking about, you know, your D's really keeping you clean. But, I mean, his rebound control, no second-chance opportunities. It took a perfect passing play for Williams to get that goal, to get anything by him tonight. His game is dialed in. Obviously, the team's game is dialed in. And one of the things I want to talk about uh, here off the hop tonight, we're going to talk to Joel Farabee, who gets called up and gets back into the lineup with the JVR uh, broken hand. Uh, we're going to get to him in a moment. I had a chance to sit down with him. But uh, real quick, before the game, before the Flyers took on the Hurricanes, we met with uh, Elaine Vigneault, the broadcaster, did. And uh, one of the broadcasters, I think it was Tim Saunders, asked Elaine Vigneault about matchups. Because a lot of times at home, you get the last change, so you get the matchup. 
and you get the matchup you want, especially against a player like Sebastian Ajo, who can really do some damage, an elite player in this league, a guy who just signed a huge contract because of what he is capable of doing. But Elaine Vino said, because we played last night and they haven't played since Saturday, this game is less about matchups for me than it is rolling four lines. You know, in a matchup situation, if you're well-rested or you're equally arrested with your opponent, then you play that matchup game in a lot of times. But when you've played the night before in what was a very emotional game for the Flyers, a very physical game, a very taxing game, um, and you do that, the next night, that's when you need to be able to come back and roll four lines, and you got to put the matchup aside because you got your tank is not as full as your opponent's. So what did Elaine Vigneault do? He goes out and he rolls four lines in this game and with, with no hesitation on any of the lines. And when you look at the minutes played by each player in this game, it, it's pretty it's pretty obvious what they were able to do, that they were able to roll four lines. And here's the other part of it. It's really rare that a team that played the night before against an opponent that didn't doesn't commit a penalty. A lot of times you'll get tired. And that's when the stick penalties happen, when you're chasing the play. Flyers didn't take a penalty in the entire game. So that also allows Elaine Vigneault to keep the rhythm on the bench of rolling four lines because you don't go into a special team situation where you got to put your penalty killers out there on a couple of occasions in a period or a couple of occasions in a game. I mean, I look at Nicholas Albe-Kubel, who's the fourth liner, uh, 14 minutes and 30 seconds of ice time. Sean Couturier, the top line center, had 17 minutes and one, and one second of ice time. Farabee, 11.32. Claude Giroux, 17.52. Derek Grant, 16.24, third line center. Kevin Hayes, 16.05, second line center. Travis Konechny, 14.40. This is really well-balanced minutes uh, by the coaching staff, knowing his players and what they did the night before in a very physical game, and then being able to roll four lines because, A, you needed to, and, two, because you can. That's the depth we keep talking about. I keep talking about these two Ds, the two D words. It's depth, and you saw it tonight, Michael Raffle with a goal, Pitlick with another good game, Sean or um, uh, Scott Lawton with a couple more assists, and then it's details. The little details, the little things that you do within a game are what is making the difference for the Flyers. To me, it's plain as day. So I talk about that disparity in minutes, which there isn't much disparity there because Elaine Vigneault is rolling the four lines. Now, we did ask him about his defense, too, about matchups. And when Ajo's out there, you do want to match up one of your top two pairings against him. Uh, but that barely even played a factor as well because the top pairing of Ivan Provorov and Matt Niskanen, Provorov played 21-53. Niskanen played 19-25. Uh, Travis Sanheim, 21-30. And uh, Phil Myers, 19-58. But Robert Hag, 18 minutes and 17 seconds. And Justin Braun, 17 minutes. So you look at this. And not only are you able to roll th- four lines with your forwards, but you were able to roll through three D pairings. A tremendous strategy by the coach. It's again for the coach too. That's the details, knowing your team, and he d- executed it perfectly. Now, one of the guys I thought was really good in the game. He didn't end up on the score sheet, but man, he had a couple of grade A chances. He gets the call up with the injury to James Van Riemsdyk hand. He's played about uh, fifty games in this for the team this year. He's had some really good moments and fighting through the rookie wall of playing more hockey than you ever played. Here's Joel Farabee after the game. I had a chance to sit down with him. All right, joining us right now on Flyers Daily, Joel Farabee for back up with the Flyers. Uh, what was it like getting thrown right back into what is uh, a crazy playoff-like env- environment right now? Yeah, uh, it was you know 
kind of knew it was going to happen once once Reamer got hurt. You know, I got the call, so came up this morning, and uh, you know, I felt felt really good. I, I think I know the system pretty well. Obviously, playing close to 50 games, so um, yeah, feeling really comfortable. I played with you know Hazy and TK before, so the chemistry was there. I talk about you had a couple of really good scoring opportunities tonight. You didn't get one, but to get the opportunities going to the right places, you know, if you keep doing that, it's going to work out for you. Yeah, yeah, it's at that point in the season where you know um, you got to try and create any way you can. So. Obviously, the chances keep coming. The pucks are eventually going to go in, but uh, tonight was a little different. But you know, I think top to bottom, all four lines were going pretty hard, and uh, we kind of kind of burnt them out. And uh, they they seem pretty tired at the end there. This group right now is feeling really good. Eight straight wins. You've been here for so much of this season. Um, talk about what it's like in this room right now. Guys supporting each other. The details in the game. It all seems to be clicking. Yeah, I think you know from top to bottom, guys are playing for each other. I think that's the biggest thing. You know. We want to win for our coach. We want to win for each other. And I think, you know, the coming in night after night and just with a good effort, good starts, I think really helps us out. It's, um, you know, it's obviously my first year, so I didn't know what it was like before. But, you know, guys are happy and uh, we're playing really well. At 19 years old, you've probably never played this much hockey, at least game-wise. But uh, talk about kind of battling through that part of it. Playing, You're playing against the best players in the world, men, and you're playing more hockey than you've ever played. How do you battle through that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's a grind, uh, but you know it's at that point in the season where you can't can't be making any type of excuses. You just got to come in every day ready to work, and I think that that's kind of my mindset right now. And I think as a team, you know, we have that mindset that you know doesn't matter who we're playing, we're going to go after them. So uh, hopefully we keep this train rolling, and you know we're feeling really good. You have trainers and nutritionists to help you reset your body. How do you reset your mind to kind of? You know, just pull away for a day if on a day, off day or something like that to kind of clear your head. Yeah. Play guitar or anything like that? <laughs> no. A uh, lot, of, lot of Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's good. You know, obviously away from the rink, you got to kind of try and get a reset, like you said, on off days and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I love playing hockey. I love coming to the rink every day, and uh, it's just a blast being here. You guys are going to go for nine straight wins coming up on Saturday against Buffalo. So much of this young core has been a huge part of it. You're a part of it as well. Um, as this young core kind of leaned on each other uh, as you kind of develop into this NHL thing and, and the way everything's been going? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, I think every young guy probably has had, you know, ups and downs this year. And I think just, just feeding off the guys, the older guys, you know, they, they've been through it. Um, talking to G, Jake, those guys, I think have helped so much for me, at least personally, I, I know I can probably say that for the other guys. So um, we're a pretty tight team here. And I think, you know, it, it shows on the ice. Coming back tonight uh, for the game and Elaine Vigneault putting you in a top six position. Boy, that's, that, that's a nice vote of confidence from your coach when you get right back up, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just I think, you know, I think it just goes to show how deep our, you know, our organization is. We have a lot of good prospects, a lot of good guys down in Lehigh Valley that I was just playing with. So, um, you know, just kind of that mentality, next man up. You know, when someone goes down, you know, we, we need someone to step up. So, uh, yeah, it definitely feels good. And, you know, obviously I thought we played pretty well tonight. Joel, thanks for doing this. Good luck coming up on Saturday. Thank you. Special thanks to Joel Farabee. He is such a good kid, so talented. He's got a great opportunity right now with James Van Riemsdyk out. And one of the things, and I asked him about it, was Elaine Vigneault inserts him into a top six role when he comes back up. He does not put him in a checking situation. He's a player that when you look at the way he plays, the way he skates, the way he thinks the game, and he's a really good 200-foot player, high hockey IQ, Elaine Vigneault goes, if I'm going to have him up here, i got to play him with other highly skilled players. So that's what he does. He puts him in a top six forward position, whereas you can move Scott Lawton back down to a bottom six position, and it doesn't affect his game because he is like an amoeba, and he can play both 
a top six type role, or he can play a third line checking role and have it not hurt him on the score sheet because look what Scott Lawton did tonight. A couple of assists in the game. And he's been a big part of this Flyers now eight game winning streak. Now the NHL, a big card on Thursday night. There were 10 games, so 20 teams in action. And the Penguins got a win. They picked up two points. We'll tell you where that lands them in the standings in just a second. Uh, the Panthers ended up losing in overtime to the Bruins. Their playoff chances are fading. The Islanders ended up losing their fourth straight game, and they lose on the road to Ottawa. What the heck is going on on the island? They're trying everything they can do to not make the playoffs. But the game that we were keeping an eye on all night, I know the players were keeping an eye on it as well. With about a minute and 43 left, the Rangers took a 5-4 lead over the Caps. But then the Caps tied it. Ovechkin ties the game. So they go to overtime. So somebody's getting the loser point. It's either the Rangers or the Caps. But the Rangers end up winning on a Mika Zibanejad goal. Oh, by the way, his fifth of the game after an incredible pass from Panarin. So the Rangers get the win. They take the two points. And Washington takes one point in the game. So what does that mean in the standings? Well, it means that the Flyers and the Caps are tied in points at the top of the Metropolitan Division. Uh, each have 87 points right now. But the Caps actually technically hold the top spot because of the tiebreaker. So the tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker, is regulation wins. The Flyers and the Capitals each have 30 regulation wins. Their records match through 67 games. The Caps are 40, 20, and 7 for 87 points. Through 67 games, the Flyers are 40, 20, and 7. And each have 30 regulation wins. But the next tiebreaker that comes into play, it's it's the greater number of games won, excluding games won by shootout. So this is reflected in the ROW column. So the Flyers in regulation and overtime wins, excluding the shootout, obviously, they have 35. The Washington Capitals have 36. So that's the reason for the disparity. You know what's interesting here, too? You think of the Capitals as this high-flying offense and a team that's usually pretty good defensively. They haven't been great defensively. They've given up 210 goals. Uh, but the Flyers are plus 36 in goal differential, and the Caps are plus 23. Astounding. Well, the Flyers have won eight straight games. Let me give you another stat here. I'm in the mood for stats tonight. I got some good ones. So the Flyers, when you think about the playoffs and who they're going to play against, and you look at, obviously, getting out of a bracket in the Metro, if they're able to gain that top spot and control the Metropolitan Division bracket, or if they go in, obviously, uh, as a two seed and have to face Pittsburgh or whoever it is, not the Flyers get the top spot. It's going to be uh, Caps and Penguins in the first round, which is obviously what they're shooting for. But here's the stat, and this portends well for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Here they are. First of all, the Flyers this season, best in the NHL of a team in its division against its division. Against the Metropolitan Division this season, the Philadelphia Flyers are 16-4-4. <laughs> That's unreal. Okay, take it a step further. Well, if you want to go to a cup, you got to get out of your conference, right? I'm, I'm not putting the cart before the horse here, people. I'm still just, you know, I'm kind of going with it, so... Don't tweet me and tell me that you said, just chill and enjoy the ride. Uh, here's the other stat. For the conference play, no team in the NHL has more wins against their conference than the Flyers do against the East. Here's the Flyers' record against the teams in the Eastern Conference. 29 wins, 9 losses, and 5 overtime losses. So 29-9-5 against the conference 
That's against the Bruins, the Lightning, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Panthers. You, you know all the teams. Obviously, all the teams in the Metropolitan Division. 29-9-5. Best in the NHL for any team in its conference. And 16-4-4 four four against their own division, the Metropolitan Division. Best in the NHL. Boy, that makes everybody smile. A little crack of a smile on a Friday. Now this weekend, Flyers back in action. Three-game homestand continues. The Buffalo Sabres in town on Saturday. That would be tomorrow. And then the, the aforementioned Boston Bruins back in Philly on Tuesday night. So in the meantime, thanks for listening to Flyers Daily, everyone. We appreciate it. As always, leave us a rating and review. Give us a follow. And we will uh, talk to you on the next episode of Flyers Daily. Enjoy your hockey. Woo!